What's up, everybody? This is a new episode of Bernie Talk. So how is everybody's week been going? So normally I start off uh, these shows with, you know, stuff about England and uh, then get into different places. But today I want to go over the thing, you know, even though right now Madrid, they're doing well, first place, Champions League, everything. But I wanted to go into, um, you know, what they tried to do after they lost Ronaldo, Kaká left, you know, the older guys started leaving and they almost kind of got lost and they wanted to try to rebuild and do another Galacticos like back in the day when they had Zidane, Roberto Carlos, Beckham, Figo, Raul, Casillas, all those guys. So, you know, guys are getting older. You know, uh, Ronaldo left for Juventus, Kaká left, um, Ramos gone, now Varane gone, you know. So they tried to rebuild and, you know, they had, uh, they thought, I think they thought they were going to start to rebuild and they had a new sort of, quote unquote, Ronaldo and Gareth Bale. Now, there's number one. Number one Galacticos they tried to bring in was Bale. They had Modric, they had Cruz, which, you know, they had a nice, strong midfield. Um, but they wanted that, like, you know, name, that iconic name that they were going to kind of build around in the next Galacticos. Because I know they've been trying to get rid of Benzema since I think he got there. And uh, he's still there, banging in goals, doing amazing and, you know, full credit to him. He never gave up. People wanted to get rid of him. Everybody was saying he was finished. So they bring in Bale. And let's just say, except for, you know, they had, he had that Champions League run. But injuries, golf, uh, ego, non-ego. Can't really figure out if, he's, if his ego is too big or... The place is too big, and it's a false ego, but he's been basically a disaster. You know, the, the fans never really grasped to him. You know, like, uh, I understand that, like, you know, the, you know, the Spanish League isn't always fully, you know, welcoming of English players because I don't know if they think that they're just not, you know, technically good enough or whatever it is. But, uh, you know, I know when Beckham got there, they... they Fully embraced him day one. They loved him. He was there. They were cheering him. You know, he, he, uh, he came in, you know, started to learn the language, was playing really well, setting up goals. You know, I know they didn't win as much as they should have, but he was loved over there. Gareth Bale, on the other hand, I don't know if he, how he portrays himself or he's just not a guy who the Madrid fans think is good enough to be there, but they never embraced him. And he never really helped to be embraced. You know, he came there, sort of played, you know, was like almost like saying he was, you know, bigger than Ronaldo, bigger than this. And he, you know, he thought he was the man. You know, he did a few good things, won the Champions Leagues, but they never really took to him. And then all the injuries, and then you see when, uh, you know, later on, now he was just like, you know, he had that, uh, he had that um, banner up. It was like golf, no, Wales, golf, Madrid, or something like that. I, I forget the order it was, but Madrid was last. And he made it a point to show that off. 
You know, and I, you know, everybody knows Madrid fans don't take to people ripping their club. So I know then he went on loan uh, back to Spurs, uh, didn't stay, you know, went there for, I guess, the season and then came back and now he's in Madrid. It almost feels like it's almost like, uh, you know, uh, vindictive at this point, like he won't leave. Madrid won't back down. The managers won't play him, whoever's there. Uh, he won't ask for a transfer. So he's basically just sitting there collecting money and like playing golf and like ripping the ripping the um, the team. So it, that's where they kind of started off this like, you know, trying to rebuild the Galacticos and the first guy they brought in didn't work. You know, like they were, they had at one point, like either the world player of the year or player of the year or, you know, runner up to player of the year, like just in a ton of different positions. So, you know, Gareth Bale, he, he seemed when he was at Spurs before he went to Madrid, he was flying. He was like a world beater. He was like a winger. You know, he was flying up and down the wing, cutting in, cutting out, like getting great goals. And then when he got there, he seemed to slow up and he wanted to change his game up to something that he wasn't instead of just sticking to what he was good at. And he could have just killed it, I think, over there, you know, and just kind of embraced it a little bit more. You know, the culture hung out with the players a bit more. And I think maybe it could have worked, but it looks like that's done. And uh, that whole time he was in Madrid, even though he did win a couple of Champions Leagues, it was kind of like a waste you know, and then you had the next guy they brought in. They tried to do it was uh, Hazard from uh, or Hazard or you know however you want to pronounce his uh, name uh, from Chelsea. You know, he got there again, flying at Chelsea, like killing it. You know, everything he was doing, people were raving about. You know, he was doing amazing, and then uh, you know he got that transfer to Madrid, and again injuries put on a ton of weight. Did really nothing. Like, I don't even know the last time I saw him play. I forgot until I saw an article he was even there still, you know? And he's just basically, he he can't, you can't even say he's, I said Bale wasn't successful there. Hazard has done absolutely nothing. Like, I think he's had like, he has like four goals in all the time he's been there. And he's done nothing. He looks completely not fit. Doesn't look like he wants to be there. And now all these rumors are that he's going back. So you have like two guys there, like a Hazard and a Bale, who came from England. You know, tons of teams probably wanted them as well. They decided to go to the, uh, you know, the big glam star Madrid. And whether it was they couldn't handle it or it was too good for them, or they just kind of like fell into this, like, you know, when you get somewhere, you've hit the peak and, you know, and then the hard work should start. And they just kind of said, well, we're here. We're good. Like, you know, whatever happens, happens. And it's been nothing. You know, I, I think when Madrid brought those guys in, there was that little lull for those few years that it was just like they couldn't figure it out. They they had it easy with all those superstars. And even after that, you know, they brought in the... Uh, you know, the Vinicius Jr., he kind of came up. He's starting to do well, but he wasn't, you know, I know they thought he was great, but they he didn't have that glitz glam name that these other guys were coming from, like the Premier League that had it. You had Cruz, you had Modric, 
Casemiro, Ramos was there, Varane, uh, Marcelo. You know, then they brought in Courtois, which I think he's decent. I think he's got hyped up a little bit too much. He's a good goalkeeper, but not what they try to make him out to be. You know, it just shows you how much they depend on those older players when it comes to Benzema, Modric, Casemiro, Cruz, all those guys. Like, they're definitely going to have to start rebuilding. I know they have Vinicius Jr. and a couple of the younger guys like that. But they really are going to have to look because, you know, those guys are only going to be around for so much longer. I mean, I hope for a long time because it's enjoyable to watch them play. But, you know, you can't depend on those guys forever. And, you know, trying to go after those Galacticos, which really, if you think about it, are there that many nowadays? Like, you know, it's not as many as, you know, you think there are. So you think they are these guys that they that they prop up to be Galacticos. But are they? I don't think so. So. You know, that's going to be interesting in the next few years to see what kind of players they bring through or they go try to get. I mean, what would, who would you guys think that there would be players that they're going to be targeting as maybe like trying to rebuild that Galacticos? Let me know. Uh, now, on to another subject. This drives me crazy. All right, so right now they're going through the Premier League Hall of Fame. They're voting on guys, and then they're trying to do these all-time lists and all this kind of stuff like you know, looking at the uh, English team of now and who in the past would fit in and all this. And some of these, like, you know, knuckleheads on the radio and online start talking about uh, who would you rather have in your team, Sterling or Beckham? Right there, I was ready to turn off the thing because uh, there's no comparison. And I don't care what anybody says. Right now, if you needed a team and you needed one of those two guys... Beckham is in the team. You know, this nonsense about running, you know, he, he, the quickness of the game now, the quickness of the game now, it's not as quick. It's not as quick. I'm going to tell you right now it's not as quick. You know, it may look quicker, but it's not as quick. Because right now you have positions that cover other, other positions. There's no midfielders that run up and down the field anymore. There's none. You know, you have defensive midfielders, you have offensive midfielders, you have sort of offensive midfielders, defensive... You know, so when you say that and he there's say like Sterling speed getting up and down the line, he doesn't run up and down the line. Beckham would be running from one end to the other because there was no defensive midfielder covering behind him. There was midfielders. You had four midfielders, you had Giggs, you had Skulls, you had Keane, you had Beckham. That's what you had. When he got up the field, you had the, they had the fullback behind him. If he overlapped, he'd have to drop back. There was no okay, this guy will shift over because we have two defensive midfielders sitting there just covering space. Just, you know, the, I think the two is the most useless thing in soccer nowadays. So for them to say Beckham couldn't play is crazy. Then somebody brought up, well, you know, you, put him, you could also put him in the midfield or midfield, like a central midfield or like a, like a Pirlo. And then some, you know, n- crazy knucklehead again said oh the passing he wouldn't be able to do he could hit a ball 60 yards to somebody's foot on the run and it wouldn't be going into space it'd be going to the guy's foot so this this nonsense of him not being able to do that is insanity you know right he would be able to play in any team that was in England right now the national team or team I don't care what anybody says he played for United he played for Madrid he fit right in. He was playing with some of the best players around. 
and it wasn't like they were carrying him. He did what he what he was good at. He was great at crossing the ball, passing the ball, you know, defending he was good at. He could play in central like he did in the Champions League final. He was like, I still to this day argue he's probably the best free kick taker that uh, there ever has been. I don't care what I'm hearing about this other nonsense about all these kind of random guys. Nonsense. You know, because over the years they kept trying to say this guy's the next Beckham, whether it was... Uh, Bentley, whether it was uh, Lennon, whether it was um, Sean Ray Phillips, all these guys were always the next, and they never stuck around. They never could compete with his, like, what he did, whether it was, like, his free kicks, his crosses, his corners. You know, they're, they're very, people are very quick to try to get the next somebody, especially when it's somebody that they don't like because, again— I understand he's probably the most famous soccer player that has has been because he it wasn't just people knew him for soccer. He crossed over into everything, whether it was entertainment, fashion, you know, again, obviously soccer. You know, he was the the face of Adidas with the Predator. You know, he had the movie uh, named after him. You know, he was always in all the magazines. But one thing that's like. puts him apart from the other players that now, you know, try to do this, is that he never, you know, stopped playing. He was always there. You know, they would say, oh, well, this is going to affect his game and this, that, and, you know, the, the, you know, because he played in a time where all these reporters and pundits and experts took pride in ripping players, you know, especially players that they that they had a like a target on, like, you know, guys from United, especially Beckham. Beckham was like the number one. The stuff that happened to him, whether it was like after the the World Cup in ninety eight when he came back to England and they just were like destroying him. Like nobody said like, oh, how dare they do this kind of stuff. They almost like, you know, took pride in agreeing with these people, like saying how what he did was wrong and he was dumb and stupid and this, that and the other. Now, if players like, you know, if they're told, oh, you had a bad pass, they, you know, you get these crazy experts. Oh, how dare they say this kind of stuff about these players? That's horrendous. They should give them time. And, you know, but back then, the stuff he had to deal with and to play as good as he did, you know, so there's no comparison, number one, with that. You know, and now, again, when these players are trying to get into the fashion or like TV or whatever it is, you know, they, 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 they applaud these players. They say, oh, they should have interests outside of soccer. What's wrong with that? You know, if somebody complains about it, these guys on the radio or magazine or TV are saying, what's wrong with that? All players should be allowed to have a different like, life outside of the sport. And this Back then, he was like crucified for it. He couldn't do anything right. You know what I mean? Or, or like, for example, great exa- another great example is now, you know, there's this big, this, this big thing going on that how, like, the players went away that weren't on international duty, but they should stay home and train. But everybody's saying, what's wrong with them going away for a little while, you know, uh, uh, going away? They went to Dubai from England, okay? It's not like they went uh, from, like, Manchester to London. All right, let's just get that straight, number one. But that's okay. But when Beckham had a couple days off and he wanted to go to his home in London, everybody lost their heads. And they're, they're, I thought their, 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 their heads were going to pop off their necks. 
So, but so that's what I'm trying to say. For him to play as good as he did in a time where just he was constantly abused from experts and reporters and guys on the TV to play as good as he did, and now you basically have guys like Sterling, who who they're saying should be in the team and not Beckham in a all in an all eleven England team. They're, they're, these players now are coddled. You know, uh, they, 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 have to, they, they don't have to answer to anything. I don't think I remember them doing an interview where they actually looked like they had a personality. It's all so structured and scripted and plain and just boring that, like, you get nothing out of it. There's no entertainment. So you have Beckham on one hand, who was always out there giving interviews, talking, playing as good as he did, and still having the other interests was, according to them, wrong. But now, if you question these players doing something, you can't you can't ask them because they their hands off. That's okay. So I am living in like cuckoo land right now. Like you know, up is down, right is left, and I don't even know where I'm going when I'm listening to some of this stuff. So to end this part, I just think they just don't like Beckham. Whatever it is, jealousy, dislike. United, like, I think it's just a, all the above. Like, you know, uh, he married the celebrity. He was just huge and everything. He was like the first, you know, image rights and, you know, the outside interests of soccer. Like, it was all the first. And when you're the first, you get all the backlash. You get all the hatred. So, you know, I think these guys should, like, stop talking maybe a little bit. Because, you know, they sound ridiculous when they start comparing these guys to him. Beckham achieved the most, pretty much everything he won. You know, in England, he didn't, he didn't win. But has England won anything, really, since 66? So, you know, let's leave that for another conversation. So, what I'll say is, Beckham would be one of the first on the team sheet. And let's leave it at that. Then another conversation I saw was uh, between uh, that Mika Richards and Alan Shearer, and they were talking about who they thought was the best 10 that ever played in, uh, in England. You know, and uh, Richards um, picked Burkamp. Okay. Great player. No doubt. You know what I mean? I'm not going to put him down. I, I, he was a great player. Some of the goals and things he did was just amazing. Then Alan Shearer said Paul Scholes. You know, he played, played with them for England, played against them, obviously. Um, and instead of having, like, a conversation, Richards went into his shtick of this big laugh, how can you, how dare you, all this nonsense, ridiculous whatever, you know. And the, 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 once that starts happening, the conversation was over and it was like a waste of time listening. But, of course, me, the, the lunatic I am, I listened. And Shearer brought up the fact of, like, how he played, you know, the goals he scored, you know, like, just how much he won, how long he played, you know. He won everything, you know what I mean? I know sometimes you also have to be, I don't want to say lucky, but you have to be in the right situation. And obviously he was in the right situation that, you know, of everything they won. And again, not taking anything away from Burkham because he won a bunch too at Arsenal. But it's, it just seems like to me, for that time period, which is a weird thing, like, United won the most. And everything from, like, you know, throughout the 90s up until 2013, they won everything constantly. 
But it seems to me they are always, when it comes to these all-time players, is like they try to get none of those guys in there. And I don't know, like normally when a team that wins everything dominates everybody for 25 years, you're normally going to have a few guys in these all-time teams. But for whatever reason, I know what it is, it's jealousy, hatred. They don't want these guys in those teams. So, and, and then, it, then on the other flip side of it, Arsenal, they, they're, like, they're like that, like, you know, cool hipster, that band that, like, you know, when you're listening to music, it's like, you, you know, the, the real, you know, uh, snobbish music people are like, oh, you, you just listen to that band? They're so popular. You listen to this band. N- nobody knows who they are. The band doesn't even know who they are, but they're cool. So, you know, the Arsenal is kind of like that team where, you know, they're the hipster band. Or the hipster band, the hipster um, team. So I understand that, you know, it's opinions. Nobody's right, nobody's wrong. But, like, it, what drives me absolutely, like, fruit loops is that you got a guy who just basically wants to show about himself. You know, he then goes on to say, you know, what is, what are you drinking? And sure, like, you know, uh, I'm out of here, you know, and he walks off the set to make this big show of himself, which I don't need it. You know, I understand everybody has their kind of style and this and that, but it's so over the top, so ridiculous. You get nothing out of it whatsoever. You know, you want to have some fun, but my God, relax a little bit, you know, have a talk about things. But again, I will say Paul Skulls is the better number 10, you know. Now, maybe you guys disagree that he is in that position, but, you know, when United went to the one forward with uh, Van Nistelrooy, he became that player, and he, just the stuff he did, and again, you'd, you'd see some of the greats, what they talked about him, how they thought he was, like, the greatest player in that position. Iniesta, Xavi, Zidane all thought he was the best in that position. So, I mean, when you get guys' opinions like that, I'll take that over Richards any day of the week because, let's just be honest, those guys are the guys you want to listen to, not a guy like Richards who just is, like, now a caricature of himself and he's just, like, basically he has a line, lasts for five minutes, has a second line, like a line about whatever he's talking about, lasts for another five minutes, and then it just gets ridiculous, and that's when I start watching something else. I look for, like, you know, the, the cooking channel or something. I don't know. And it is a weird thing when they start, um, you know, comparing those types of players because I know they're not the same. I mean, I always thought of, uh, you know, Burkamp as more of a center forward and Skulls, like, you know, more of that, like, 10 sort of, like, now what are they, you know, whatever they call the players. They change these things all around all the time, so... But again, I would like either one, no doubt. You could you could go with either one. I just myself, obviously, as a United fan, would go toward uh, Skulls. But, yeah, if you tell me uh, you like Burkamp better, I'm not going to argue. You know what I mean? Great player. You know, it just so happened to be that the team he was playing on at the time just couldn't get past the team that was better. You know, because they had great, great games between those two. It would just showed you the, the strength of United because if that Arsenal team, and I couldn't stand Arsenal back then, but the, that Arsenal team, if they were playing right now, oh, they would be so good. I don't care what anybody tells me about City, Liverpool. That Arsenal team would, except for obviously the United team of back, and team of back then, that Arsenal team 
would be amazing with the players that they had. Vieira, Burkamp, uh, uh, Henri, Wright, uh, Petit, the, the back four that they had of Tony Adams and Keown and Winterburn and Dixon, Seaman, like that team, Perez, like Overmars, that team was absolutely amazing. What they, you know, the battles they had with United were so good. You know, and I know then they had that one one um, undefeated one undefeated season. Although they did have a lot of ties, and who beat them to finish that to finish their undefeated streak? It was Manchester United. But I will say that they were very very enjoyable to watch, and they had fight in them with the midfield. They had the skill of those players too. The the defense was just like so nasty. That was basically the back four and goalkeeper of England for like a decade. So you had such a great team. And if they're playing now, man, it would be, it would be so interesting to watch how they would do. So hope you guys enjoyed my newest podcast. Uh, we're going to be going over a bunch of other, other stuff next, uh, next time, you know, with the uh, internationals this weekend and then, you know, seeing, you know, all the rumors that who's going to be moving in the summer some guys that they've been talking about, like, you know, I know they've been talking about, you know, PSG isn't happy with Neymar, Declan Rice with West Ham. Who the heck is United going to get as a manager? Uh, it's just it's just a lot of stuff going on. Oh, where's Pugba going? You know what I mean? All these kind of stories are going to be going around. And I look forward to seeing what else is going to be popping up. Also, if you guys have any ideas that you want me to talk about, you can email us at Cuddy, C-U-D-D-Y, soccer, S-O-C-C-E-R, at gmail.com. Leave a question. If you want to yell at me about what I said and you don't like it, that's fun too. If you want to say, hey, I like what you said, that's cool too, but... Yeah, anything you want, you know, any questions that you might want me want to bring up in the next podcast, you know, leave it there and, you know, we can talk about it uh, at the next one. All right, so thanks again for listening and look forward to you guys stopping by again. This was Bernie and it was Bernie Talk.